All right, let's get this shit show on the road. Shit show? It's number 100 Woo! of our shit shows. Yay! Our 100th shit show Woo! this week. Hello, audience. I think we may have started now. It's hard to tell when we when we do this podcast. Woo! Uh, this is a star to steer her by. A Star Trek podcast. A what? I don't remember what I just said. <laughs> I'm sure it was correct. A sound clown podcast. Uh, and if we haven't, if Chris hasn't edited it out already, this is episode number one hundred. Or in binary, like five, 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 five sounds right. What? <laughs> there are no fives in binary. There's only zeros and ones. That's why it's binary. Because there's two. Oh, if it were binary, it would be the equivalent of... Oh, 100 would be the number five you're saying? What? I don't fucking know. So remember. like, zero one is one, and one zero is two? Yeah. So would that be zero one zero is three? Let's oh no, see. it's four, isn't it? So it would I... be 100 minus 64. 36. Minus 32. Four. So then... You're doing the shocker so then, right so now. So then, hold on, 16... This is, this is 16, riveting. 8, 4, 2, 1. So it would be 1, 1, 0, 0, 1, 0. That's 5? No, that's 100. That's 100. Oh! But what's 5? Why is that? No, 5 would be 1, 0, 1. Okay. So, so 1, 0, 0 is 4. So the answer was 4. One this is zero, episode. Zero is okay, this is cool. episode right. four, everyone. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're yeah. saying what it looks like in binary. I'm just saying what is the binary for. Well, 100. that's what we were talking about I initially. Yeah, so yeah, it would be. It got all. It would be. This four is the riveting humor and Star Trek jokeage you've been joining us for for all these joining? years now. Joining us for you've been yeah, joining for us for the Star Trek. Well podcast. over two years now. I am so sorry for you. You mad bastards! Uh, Thank you for sticking with us. So clearly, this has been Ames. <laughs> Certainly this has been Caitlin. I guess this was Jake. And this is Chris. Have a good night. <laughs> but don't forget to tip your young. Uh this week <laughs> down covering. the garbage chute. Oh no. Like Captain Phasma. Poor young. Uh, this week we're covering two TNG episodes. That suck. Eh. <laughs> oh, come on. There was one that was really awkward. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> yes. One had Troy in that nighty. We'll get to that. Oh, I missed a nighty. There was a nighty? Oh, there was a nighty. Oh, no, I remember the nighty. Second uh, episode. We're covering Galaxy's Shane Child. 90? Jake. No. We're covering Galaxy's Child and Night Terrors. In Galaxy's Child, Leia Brahms has heard so much about Geordi tinkering with the ship that she has to see for herself. And Geordi comes to realize she's nothing at all like he programmed her to be in the holodeck. <laughs> Including her hair is down. Ooh, so different. You changed your hair, you fucking bitch. Yeah, you're also a... Uh... Not at all into me, which is surprising because I'm the king of class. Also, why don't you remember that time we spent? To, oh wait, that wasn't you. That was someone who looks just like you and isn't real. <laughs> so Brahms is getting creeped on by by Jordy for most of the episode. Meanwhile, we meet a giant space born space born life form. Say that one time fast. Space born what life form? Yeah, spaceborne life. The, nope. Yep, Can't even say it one Doesn't time. Can't even say it one time. Kind of quickly. 
that they so they spot this big being in space, and Picard Picard gets a boner. He's like, "Oh, a thing! I could name it. I know Livingston is taken, but maybe <laughs> Livingston will work. Maybe we could <laughs> Livingston too." <laughs> um, Spaceborne land. Love. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Landmine. I can't. Almost keep saying like landfill. Spaceborne <laughs> landfill. That's much easier to say. <laughs> so the being in space all of a sudden starts to attack the Enterprise with waves of something or other the cg looked bad i'm sorry they they're they're getting there so they're not getting there they're not going to get there for many more years take a look at babylon 5 and tell me that the star trek cg was bad (laughs) i haven't taken a look at babylon 5 so it's rough rough you know somehow a bunch of babylon 5 fanatics who never heard of or listen to this podcast, like something in their brains is going to go off. Yeah. And they're going to flood to our page before this episode has even been posted to just be like, I mean, I'm not not commenting on the quality of Babylon 5 as a show. No, I know, but the CG was bad. The CGA, I I mean, I don't know how it got in later seasons because frankly, I only kind of watched the first few episodes and was like, I can't get over this, how she is. Oh, shit. Well, they were rough. We'll have to, when we're done with all of the Star Trek, we'll have to move on to. Not Galaxy Quest. You smell. Done you are a stinky animal. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to be busy. I just got then. a big whiff of cat. Like, he must have just eaten yeah, the fucking he eats food. seafood. He eats food. That's what he does. Oh. Anyway, so yeah, the critter the critter attacks the ship in some bad CG. Get your stink out of here. Dude, why do you have to talk about me like that? <laughs> Super fucked up. I put it. I mean, I guess the one plus is that it is covering up Caitlyn's smell. <laughs> yeah, so, anyway, so anyway, I don't think anything can do that. Anyway, uh, so Picard, you know, they have to fire on the thing, and it, they accidentally kill kill this life form in space. <laughs> this cat is standing on my nose. He's literally like twerking his ass against the microphone. I don't know what's happening. Oh, kitten! So they kill the thing, and they start watching it. <laughs> This cat is the worst. stuck in a loop. <laughs> it's a Mobius where time loops in on itself. <laughs> the worst part is I don't even know where all this began, so I can't tell you what a point to start from. This no, all just has to stay. It's, not even it's hilarious. Oh, sure. When the cat does, it's hilarious. When a fly does it and Jake and I try to fix things, we're assholes. You've taken it too far. and a half. Minutes. You act like the fly thing was a joke. It was not a joke. It was very serious. And uh, frankly, I think this, the episode suffered because of the fly. Your the story audience has suffered n- because of the fly. It your, did. The audience has no idea what we're talking about because I cut the fly incident. The whole oh, thing? That's wow. good. Because it was literally 12 and a half minutes. What a piece of shit. Anyway. Stealing anyway. our art from us. Hey, 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 hey. I have an idea. Why don't, do we take, why don't we take that bag off the chair and then push the chair in so the cat can't use it as a uh, as a step to get onto the table? You think you're so fucking smart. There. He'll find that there are other ways onto the table. Maybe, know. but it'll be a deterrent. Okay. Um, <laughs> Maybe. Nope. Yep. He's cat determined. Mission Impossibles from the ceiling. So the critter is dead. Long live the critter. Because they realize, oh, fuck, it was pregnant. And there's a little one inside that can't break out because they think the the, the whole thing is like an egg that you can just break out of. I don't understand. <laughs> Cat's back. <laughs> cat, why are you so friend? Hi, white cat. Why do you want to be on the show so much? This is his episode. He really loves Leia Brahms. Oh, he's um, mighty Brahms. So with Crusher's help... 
They perform an emergency C-section on the corpse of the space critter to birth Junior, the baby space critter that immediately, like, imprints on the Enterprise and decides the Enterprise is its mommy. And they're like, fuck, it's draining the energy of the ship. We have to do something about this. Maybe if we go towards where we think it was going, it'll, we'll find, like, it's, like, it's home ground or it can live. Yeah, we'll pawn, we'll pawn it off on Worf step parents like we do with every kid that we find. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. Just all these orphans end up with with them. Alexander, meet new foster brother. Unknowable space creature. <laughs> Unknowable space creature. Alexander. Oh, it is eating town. Meet the space born life form. Alexander had it. Coming. And it's much easier to say in a Russian accent. <laughs> Good, you did it. So as they're flying around, they're flying around. They make it. Or they they use Leia's help as she is still on speaking terms with Jordy. Does she use the Force? No, no, they don't because they're not unable to get the thing off of the Enterprise uh, using whatever hoodly do they they were talking about in all of their space jargon. So they're failing. The the critters <laughs> eating eating all of the energy of the ship. Failing. Speaking of of losing energy in the in the ship is uh, is Leia Brahms when she realizes. Oh, you had a program where you just go in and bone me every so often. That's creepy. I don't want to be your friend anymore. And Jordy somehow keeps pestering her about it like it's no big deal. So Jordy turns himself into the victim somehow. Yeah, yeah, it's an amazing rhetorical fucking leap. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. Wow, it was it was special. But then the two of them work together when they get to the feeding grounds of this critter, and it's it's like rel- like relatives hear them coming and start you know running, racing into attack until they they think oh what if we change the energy something something Star Trek babble put some vinegar in baby's milk yup so after they put vinegar in baby's milk the critter leaves and goes off with its with its uncles to frolic and play in space. And Brahms forgives Jordy, and they decide that they're BFFs after all, and aren't, don't they have so much in common? And wasn't this all just, just, a, just a laugh and a half? Wasn't it, guys? It was. She definitely got a restraining order. Yeah. In Night Terrors, the other episode, we find the USS Bretain? Was that how it Bretain, was said? Bretain, yeah. Which was a Federation science vessel that had been lost 29 days ago. Uh, and they find it, and there's only one crew member still alive in Andrus Hagen, I think, who was a Betazoid science advisor who they found in a catatonic state, absolutely out of his fucking mind. And Troy isn't able to get through to him. He seems to be babbling gibberish. Troy can't get through to him? Shock! Hey, but listen, she does something important. She senses his terror. She wears that nightgown. She flies in a dream. Yeah. Where we'll get to are that. you? I we'll need to, to find Listen, you. Listen, this is only 15 minutes of synopsis so far, so let's keep going. Yeah, so everyone else died, it's seemingly at the hands of each other, and then mm. sat quietly in their chairs to, to finish dying, so it looked like they were still sitting down. That's a thing that happened. <laughs> no one questioned it at all. Nope. They find a tape of the captain, Chantal Zaheva, who gives this this recording that was saying, saying something to the effect of, oh, they're, they're all in on it, we're all crazy now, oh, I'll get them before they can get me, ha 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 Oh, so that's why they all died in their chairs, she probably, like, turned off the life support or yeah, something. Yeah, but they all had, like, yeah, all wounds and Yeah, so they'd been phasered, somebody else had been, like, beaten to, to death cut to with ribbons. a fucking sock full of quarters. It's merely a flesh wound. you say. 
Yeah, so they're trying to figure out, well, I guess I guess the Bretagne is a, is a lost cause, so let's just eat all of its food and get out of here. So here's a question. Sorry. They say Bretagne because some asshole didn't know how to pronounce Britain or what? No. I mean, considering that was the two name of, of the, the cast are English actors, I think somebody would know how to say Britain. Yeah, but they they realize, oh, fuck, we can't get the fuck out of here with all their food and loot because uh, we seem to be trapped and the engines aren't working and something, something else. <laughs> but... And they come to realize, oh, this is a Tychon's Rift, which is a spatial phenomenon that traps the ship in wherever the fuck it is. The Britain is stuck, the Enterprise is stuck, they're all going hooey. And after everyone starts going hooey, they, they start having hallucinations, Livingston's out walking around, um, they, start have, they start feeling angry for no reason, they, they start hearing things that aren't actually there, Troy is having nightmares, and... Bev eventually realizes, wait, no one other than Troy has made it to REM sleep. And if you don't make it to REM sleep and dream, you go crazy, which is a, th- which is a thing that my old college roommate really wanted to test on me for some reason. And I didn't let her because that was the relationship we had. <laughs> I actually have heard of a disease that does stop you from making it to REM sleep. I had a friend who had this or had Whoa. a friend who has this and eventually just kills you. Because yeah. you never get more than a couple hours sleep at a time because you never make it to REM sleep. Is your friend dead? No, he's alive. So he got better. No, it's just that... They're going will... to die? Allegedly, that is something that will probably happen. But everyone dies, right? I don't know I don't know what the mortality rate is on it. I just know that he was very vague about it. He, this is like an Overwatch friend, what he was telling me about it. And I looked it up and I was like, holy shit, this is a real thing. And it's horrifying. Anyway. Almost, or I swear we're almost done with the synopsis. I'm sorry this is so bad. But it also wasn't a great episode. <laughs> so after after Bev realizes they can't get to REM sleep, after a little while, Troy realizes, well, I can because I'm a Beta Z. I'm from Beta Z, and I have special brain thingers in my brain hole. Uh, the dream- <laughs> That's my favorite hole, the brain hole. Uh, and Just she starts kidding, to realize. She starts to realize that the dream she's been having is actually a message from what's presumably another ship also trapped in this rift that's trying to tell her something and she has to figure out what it is where it's like two eyes smiling and one moon circling and twins and she's trying to think oh, I don't know what the fuck it means and Data's helping because Data of course is not affected by this thing so he gets to you know have fun and be sexy about it and he helps her realize as they're looking through all this stuff that the other ship needs hydrogen Know why it didn't have any hydrogen? It's the most common fucking element, but whatever, it doesn't have any. <laughs> it really badly needs hydrogen so that it can set up an explosion so that they can get out of this fucking rift. So they realize this and they release some hydrogen. Troy goes into her dream and is like, "Oh, I think I was supposed to tell you something about hydrogen, and I forget what it was. Oh, wait, yeah, go ahead and fire." So they blow up the the hydrogen and they both the both ships presumably escape and get the fuck out of there, and everyone gets to take a nap. Well, especially me. The end. Pretty cool. Is it? No. Galaxy's Child was a garbage fire. Yeah, it was bad. Like, here's 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 basically this is I know I've said this about other episodes, but this was very much clearly one of those episodes where they were like, well, we got these two different ideas that on their own are each too short. And bad. To each be idea an episode. is also bad. Let's no. just put them together. They'll hardly dovetail at all. We'll have, like, <laughs> Leah involved a little bit in the other plot. Like, we're acknowledging she's there. Yeah, it's their science that helps the the, yeah. the first plot get get figured out. And let's, like... Let's just... trust someone with CG. That's an idea we've had. Well, so here's the thing, right? So, for one, 
I don't think that the idea of Leia Brahms visiting the M- Enterprise is a is a terrible idea. I actually think it's a great idea. No, it's a great idea. I think it was executed very poorly. So bad in a number of ways. Yeah, it just makes makes Jordy come off as a rapist. And in terms of the secondary plot or <coughs> primary plot, depending on how you look at it, with Junior, Junior. it is. Basically, with the exception of the fact that it's an entity and it needs its mommy, it is essentially the exact same plot, or it has the exact same effect on the plot as the original Leah Brahms episode, Booby Trap, mm. where they were caught in a trap, Booby trap? that was in sucking a, their energy, that was sucking their energy and killing them of radiation at the same time. Yeah. Which Holy is, shit, are you kidding? It was like the exact same. It was the exact yeah. same thing. It was draining their energy and then it was reflecting the energy back to them in the form of radiation that was That's going true. to kill them. What the fuck? Yeah. Also, the weird space Lazy creature fuckers. reminded me of the weird like death ravioli that had ended up coalescing around Spock's coffin. Oh. Death Search I thought they looked Spock. a little bit like the what the fuck were the critters those on other Seti Alpha Red. Five? Oh, no. oh, the earwigs of doom. Yeah, those things. It looked a little like the baby ones of those. I was thinking, but it looked, in space and giant. I was thinking it looked like the space ravioli from that TOS episode where they were raviolying around the set. Oh, the little brain slugs. Yeah. Mm. You, you know what I but, thought was a little weird was the scale of the creatures mm. because they were when we first see the the mommy. Mm-hmm. And it's orbiting a planet. It is like I don't know. It is it is enormous. Like it, it would be the size of a city. Bigger. <laughs> it would be huge. It would be like the size of Italy mm. in space. Like if it was actually orbiting that planet, anything the, that was living the, on the planet would probably die. Well, it was just it was just super huge, and it, it didn't look like a perspective thing. It just looked like a really shitty composition that they did. And then when Junior attaches to the hull, it's pretty small. No, it's a, it's a baby, isn't it? Yeah, but then... And the but, Enterprise is huge. But the Enterprise is not the size of Italy. No, it's maybe no. the size of the Vatican. So, but either way, the Junior, even though Junior is pretty small, he still, he wasn't that small compared to the to the adults. No, that's true. So it was... Yeah, right, if he was small enough to attach to the hole, there would have to be like hundreds of him. Like it would have had to have been like a fish situation where it gave birth to a gajillion of the damn yeah, things. Yeah, and the... And the, and the I mean, I would say that the adults were no larger than the Enterprise. Yeah, I think I feel like there was a reference on on the Memory Alpha saying that I want to say it was like maybe a third the size of the Enterprise. Yeah. Or three times. It was a three somewhere so in this article. So when they showed the shot of the of the creature orbiting the planet, it was ridiculous. Mm. Oh, I didn't notice though, because it's hard to have perspective, like you know. Yeah, and we all and we know that like scale on Star Trek. Is already bad when yeah. you have like warbirds and yeah. Romulans and yeah, and this was this one wasn't even a model. This was all CG, so it's hard to even like place it. Is this the first time we get like a major plot element as CG? Probably, I don't know. No, weren't those space jellyfish CG? No, those were models. No, were models. Oh, were they? Yeah, they were good looking too. I was gonna say they were better they were looking. Like puppets, than it explains it. like yeah, because they, they use their arms and shit. That's true. Yeah, yeah then maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, in, for an early CG attempt, there's going to be more and more CG. Oh yeah, there? of course. I mean, it's going. It's TNG never fully embraces it. It, sh- it shows up more in DS9 when the, tech, the tech's a little better. Mm. But sometimes, oh, oh, yeah. And I gotta admit, Voyager, this, this Voyager is better. almost entire, almost everything is CG in Voyager. Yeah, I mean, I don't even. There probably is a model. Actually, no, it's true. There is a there is a model of Voyager. 
that's shown a lot. And I remember, I think it was a YouTube video that was talking about the, the models that Vo- that they had for Voyager. And, and you can always tell when they're using the CG model because, like, on the physical model, there's extra windows that aren't on the CG model. One of them's got a tramp stamp. The other yeah. one doesn't. Let's see if I can find that when we get to it. But One of the physical models misspells it Voyager. Mm-hmm. Actually, there was some, like, weird shit with some of the rendering where, like, certain textures just didn't (laughs) render in certain shots. So you'd have shots where, like, sometimes the registry number was missing and things (laughs) like that. Nice. the tech wasn't there. But anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, but Picard really liked the little critter it sounded like. Oh, God. Patrick Stewart's face when he killed it. Oh, he was so sad. I know. He was devastated. All right, shoot at it with phases at lowest power. Pew, pew. Picard, you menace! You've killed it, sir. <laughs> They'd also never seen something like it. For all he knew, it was like, as is, as is usually the case, the only one that existed. In yeah. this case, there are more of them. But Thank God. I said that on the way over. I was like, oh, but at least it wasn't the only one. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of Tin Man. In, mm. in look or? Well, yeah, just in terms of the idea of the living yeah. creature space-faring yeah. thing. Yeah. Similar. And they, and they mention... At the near the start of the episode, that it looks like it may have been constructed, like yeah, they're having trouble. Like they weren't determining. sure. Like it might be, it was living. They knew it was living, but they weren't sure if it was something that was built. Mm, Evidently, fuck. they're born. So say, so was it some kind of Borg? Yeah, Borg space bug. So, I don't know. It's a weird. It's a weird. It's like they put a bunch of past plot lines in a hat. Yep. Shook it up, and we're like, all right, living space creature from Tin Man. Uh, oh, don't worry. They do the same thing in uh, sucking, the other episode. Night sucking Terrors energy too, and giving off radiation from booby trap. And ooh, oh, Jordy's Leia, a creep. Leah Brahms also booby trap. All right, here we go. <laughs> I liked how Jordy goes down to ten forward and is like polishing his visor or whatever. And Guinan's like, "What's up, Jordy?" And he's like, "I just have my dream come true." And this look crosses Guinan's face, oh, like, knows. "Oh." Fuck. Yeah. And she tries to tell him. Guinan is the only person in the episode that says things that aren't stupid. Oh, I loved her, uh, your other visor. Yeah. Oh, speech. yeah, good for that her. That was great. You tell him. That was the visor that showed you things the way you wanted to see them. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, shut the fuck up, Guinan. <laughs> what do you know? We're You're only 50,000 years old. So, can we talk for a second about Jordy's sweater? <laughs> oh, because, it's not as bad as Wesley's. Uh, no, I think it was so bad, in fact, that it's one that Wesley left behind. <laughs> it was Wesley's And, like, gift. gave it to Jordy, like, uh, this one's too gross for me to wear at Starfleet Academy, so... Nothing is too gross for Wesley to wear. You can have it at Starfleet Academy. Not normally. The Academy, they have to wear uh, cadet uniforms, so... There was a there's a brief... They're, they never, a brief in, they're never in civilian garb? Yeah, but he also gave all what of his... What does he sleep in? Nothing. Cadet issue pajamas. Like the, like the Mormons and their fancy underpants. Cadets have special sleeping what underpants. What are the Mormons' underpants? The Mormons have some special underwear that they're supposed to wear. Yes, it's true. Why? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, let's talk about how this episode, like... Sucked? Basically, the whole, like, it really drove home just how creepy and gross everything Jordy did was, but then forgives him. Yeah, like the very, very end, it's... 
Oh, I guess I guess we can laugh about this now. And she's the one who owes him an apology. Oh, I'm glad I could. I'm glad I saw your face when you walked into the holodeck and I found your spank bank. <laughs> that, that was my face. That was hilarious. Like, the worst uh, part is, like, the actor gave the appropriate performance during the scene of Discovery. Like, okay. she was legit. She came off as legitimately like enraged and violated she steaming. said to him yeah. you violated me this is fucked like, you felt like they were going in the right direction and then they immediately undercut all of that yep with Jordy just being like you've accused me of the wrong thing it's like i mean all right yeah so maybe you didn't fuck hololea i'll no he, no, he, he did. did look i'll get gi- i'll just i'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say he didn't just for this, but even if that, Maybe that wasn't the, the, wasn't all, the program she saw. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say follow up question: Did he have one program for every day of the week? It's still deeply, deeply fucked up, and the episode did not appropriately address her concerns. Yeah, I was actually convinced at the very, very end when they're doing the oh we're buddies now that they were pulling a Barkley, and then it was just going to be a hollow program of him like of, of them having their apologies. That would have been great. Him crying and masturbating. It would have been the same thing that Barkley did with his fake. Uh, everything's okay um, scenario. But. Grabbing grabbing one more piece of uh, random backlog of uh, plot points. Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. There was a, there was a, a line that Jordy had. It was I, I tried to write it down, but then I, I waited too long to remember what it actually was. It was something like my only crime was being nice or something. Yeah, my uh, only crime was or, I've done the worst thing another human can do to another. I was nice to you. No, I think... I wanted a friend. I, I thought we could connect or whatever the fuck it was. Well, Guinan said... Guinan is the one who said she she did the worst thing a human can do to another person. Which oh, yeah, didn't live up to Living your... up to your expectations. That's a good line. Yeah, you she, get she it, said Guinan. that, but then in the holodeck... Yeah, she did. Jordy she said, Jordy, turned it around on No, I know, her. but I think he said something like, you know, I commit a crime, the worst crime you can, or some bullshit, but I don't remember what he said it was. It was something, something it was in like, that It thing. was like... I just wanted to be your friend. I put in so much nice, damn it. Yeah, put no, out sex. And the also, sex vending like, machine isn't working right. And from the off, the episode is like stacking things against Brahms, like for the audience. Oh yeah, they make her a total bitch. Like she's immediately just so As soon as she beams grumpy. on board, she doesn't like... She, if she doesn't be... She beams on board and the first thing she says is, Oh, so you're the one that's been fucking up my engines. Yeah. And then she just walks out without another moment. And it is, you know, not unreasonable that, like, yeah, in the field we're gonna find out shit that yeah. you couldn't. That's you're, not you're, an unreasonable belief. You're in space dock somewhere working on it in a vacuum. We're yeah. out here actually doing shit. We're gonna find, you know, we're gonna kludge some stuff together that works better. Yeah. And also, he is... Jordy is such an abysmal liar. Go on. Because, like, you know, he's like, wait, how did you know all this? Like, all this shit was in the public records. All he had to do was yeah. say, it was in the public records, oh, without should... saying, I made a hollow program of you. Oh, your hair is different. How would you know? I saw uh... a picture of you once in the newspaper. Yeah. Like, he eventually I've called... been studying your quote-unquote schematics. Yeah, like, but he didn't come up with that until most of the way through the episode. Like, how did you know that was supposed to be in the next class of Starship? It was in the public record. Yep. Like, that's all you have to say, Jordy. You say, we had this crisis. I looked in the public record. There it was. Not that, again, it forgives anything else about him. It's like, on top of being a creep, he's also a terrible liar, which I guess she should be grateful for. But my God. Well, also, I think there's one thing, though, and I don't know, maybe this is something a choice that LeVar Burton made in in his portrayal of of his character. Just because I have to give 
LeVar Burton a little bit of leeway because he cannot use his eyes to yeah. act, which is fucking like hard. giving a you know a breaking kneecapping an actor because yeah. yeah. the eyes are pretty important. And he has to do all that with his voice and his. Wait, I just I just want to say though, have you ever seen a movie called V for Vendetta? Because Hugo Weaving did more emoting with a fucking mask covering his entire face than most actors with their entire everything. That movie's garbage though. I mean, yes, there are also just dedicated voice actors who do do, yeah. do, do a lot. But, yes, for an actor who's used to being on screen, that is a major yeah, but this hindrance. this is his fourth year of not being able to use his eyes to emote. You know, you'd think you adapt. But like, yeah, but either way, there's still an uphill struggle. Which well, and I think his, this is, I think his approach to adapting is to overemphasize emotion with mm-hmm. his face, with his facial, facial expressions. With his face. For this face. His face. Because he definitely... I noticed this in the first Leah Brahms episode when he was on the holodeck with Chrissy. Was that her name? Chrissy? Yeah. Yes. Coco, Coco Ono. Ono's. Coco Ono's. When she rejects him, he does like this really over-exaggerated... <laughs> That's the noise that goes with the face. He didn't make the noise, but he <laughs> yeah. made the face. And he did the same fucking thing when they were in the Jeffrey's tube and she's like, oh, I'm married. And he's like... Oh, I didn't notice that. <laughs> he's just, it was like this big over-exaggerated... Like, no normal person... When you hear something disappointing like that, you just like you're like, oh, inside your you your heart your- is like dissolving, but on the outside you're like, oh, oh, well that's that's wonderful. You uh, grit your I, teeth didn't, a I didn't know that. Smile. I didn't know that, but uh, your husband's a very lucky man, or whatever you're gonna say. I know. But instead, he's like he's like, no, but, uh, but you're my sex my object. <laughs> <laughs> what you're saying is Lamar Burton suffers from the Power Rangers problem. Yeah, where it's like they, they know their whole face is hidden, so they yeah. like like how oh like the fucking Green Goblin in the first Spider Man oh, movie. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I cannot watch that movie because of how the Green Goblin like acts like a fucking Power Rangers villain. <laughs> oh, Christ! Oh my. What just happened? He just destroyed the microphone. And what? Caitlin, what's the matter? I'm glad someone laughs at Jake. I don't know what I did. I mean, it was funny, but I think she's slightly overreacting. Jake gesticulated, ladies and gentlemen. Yep, like he does. He often does. Jake gesticulated. Not on anybody. He la- Jake, put it away. <laughs> Do that in, the, in your own room. This is your room. That's true. Just I could gesticulate anytime I want. Well, no, no, this is a public space, so it's his and his room. Oh I allow it. <laughs> All right, then. Anything so goes in the 100th episode. So she's not exactly Hitler, then more like Kerbals. She's not quite so bad. She lets you jerk off in the fucking dining room. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, we don't actually eat in here. <laughs> But we just did tonight. I was gonna say, it I, 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 in here. Ah. I don't even want to know what you did to the place. <laughs> I'm sorry. The fucking the green goblin killed me. <laughs> he tried to kill on me. Well, you know, partly because I started to picture and remember how fucking awful the green like because I'm sorry, this is a tangent, and you're probably gonna cut it anyway. 
But the thing about the Spider-Man movie is the original Spider-Man movie, like, I remember it, like, through these rose-tinted glasses. Like, oh, yeah, Tobey Maguire did a great job being like, oh, no, I have powers. Rock on, Web. Haha, <laughs> that was cute. Great. And, you know, Uncle Ben died, and that was sad. And Auntie May was old and you felt sorry for her and she tried to get that free toaster but she didn't have enough money to put in the savings account. That, that was two. It was? Yeah. Son of a bitch. She couldn't afford toast but she's got this toaster. <laughs> no! <laughs> and Kirsten Dunst was snaggle-toothed wretch. Not a, a toaster! toaster. <laughs> 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 that's the fucking way musical improv. Okay, that's but, magic. But the point is... The point is, is this whole movie is great, and then fucking Willem Dafoe shows up in this fucking cartoonish, like you said, Power Rangers-esque piece of shit, obviously plastic, awful thing. And, <laughs> oh my god, I'm sorry. I want to rewatch that movie right now. Back yeah. in the days before Aunt May was hot. What? Marissa Tomei, dude. Marissa oh, Tomei. Really? Yeah, she's I, not haven't, I haven't seen any... I think the last Spider-Man film I actually saw was... Two. That was a good, that was best. a good place with to stop because three was the Andrew Garfield Octo, ones. Doctor Octopus. The Andrew Garfield ones are fucking abysmal. Uh, but you know the new kid is good, and uh, yeah, no, Marissa Tomei is Aunt May. Anyway, uh, Worf even... had my favorite line in this in this uh, in this episode. Mm-hmm. They're changing color. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Thanks, Worf. <laughs> he had the best line in the next one too. What was that line? I'm no longer a warrior. <laughs> I feel fear. Oh well, that's a, that's just an actual good line. No, I know that's what I'm saying. They're it's changing. A good line. They're changing color. Is worth saying a thing that's happening that that shouldn't have any ref, any any bearing to what no, he's reporting that's on. That's true. Although well, he has yet to top good tea, nice, nice house. Mm. So yeah. So in light of current events, Ooh. that make I mean this whole episode. Yeah, I don't really. know how. Like I feel like I've seen this episode before, and I wasn't. Are we still at, talking Galaxy's Child? Or yeah. 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 Okay. I've seen this episode before, Jordy being a and I don't. And I remember being like, "Yeah, Jordy's a creeper," but I don't remember having as visceral a negative reaction to the resolution. Yeah, like I feel like I was always just like, "Yeah, Jordy's creeping on women, uh, and that's creepy." Yeah, but to like, make it but, okay. but to make it okay in the end, in light of like all the Me Too stuff and you know everything that's kind of going on in the in the public conversation today just makes that ending like you know this highlights how horrible it is this had always aged poorly yeah this is now aged as poorly probably as code of honor you know Mm. i just want to congratulate you jake this day you are truly woke i am woke i don't know what that means yes you do it means you're socially conscious Oh, well, thank you. You're we welcome. Have a I mean, I feel like I episode. feel like everybody is, is to some extent, right? Like No, but I think that I think that being a man and recognizing why this is not okay, it's a low threshold, but I think it counts. Well, I'm glad I passed the bar. You did. And I'm a lawyer colors. now. You are, <laughs> yes. but only in the state of Massachusetts. If you want to sit and then serve in another bar, or another state, you're going to have to take the bar for that. Do you know state. that there is um, like a, a multi-state bar? I did know that. Yeah. There, there a lot and of, like, last I checked, Massachusetts was not on that list. I don't. But we love being difficult. When I so when I worked at a at a local law school, I think there were like. 10 or 12 on the list. And I think more are joining. I think Massachusetts might be like... They might be on it that. now. I don't yeah. know if they are yet, but I know I there's a, a friend of mine who is a listener. I uh, had a, a family member that recently 
past the multi-state bar. Oh, congratulations. congratulations. Listeners, so what's the, family member. What's the significance of having the multi-state bar? So is, it, is, it, it, is, it, is it knowing different stuff? It's or? just basically they, a bunch of states got together and were like, all right, well, we all have the bar exam. The law is basically the same. What about the laws that aren't the same well, state to state? The bar isn't, I, I mean, someone can write in if I'm wrong about this, but the bar isn't necessarily you know all of the laws of a given state. No, because laws change constantly. Yeah, and a lot of it is like precedent and like yeah. case law and stuff like all that. All ducks must wear so like really the bar i think is more about do you understand how the law works and yeah. in a way that you can practice it effectively no one does yeah. well, well and that's why so many law firms like have you know most of their lawyers don't even ever actually argue it's just their job to sit in the back room with those giant law books like in the movies yeah. to tell the argue lawyers what to say yeah so, are we done with being creeped out by Jordy, and should we I'm move sure on we'll to creepy dreams? I'm sure we'll be creeped on again. Mm, yes, we Do will. Do we meet her at again? Least one. Do we, we see her again? I don't think we ever meet. Not as we this see, character. Yeah, we see this actress again in DS9. Oh, I thought you were going to say in the holodeck. But, um, <laughs> Jordy does. But Jordy, I don't, not with this particular lady, but there is at least one more Jordy creeps on a girl episode. Dude, why? Because, like, Jordy is not a great guy. I don't understand. Okay, here's the thing, though. Here's what I don't get. Like, why is Jordy so undateable? And I'll tell you why I say this. Because I have known lots of guys that are way worse than Jordy who have girlfriends. And it's like the future, right? So theoretically, the fact that he's blind and has a weird visor isn't the problem, right? I don't think so. No. Like, we live in a... No, it's just that if you see him around women, he's yeah, incompetent. He's, he's really awkward. Yeah, but there's someone out there that would love that. Yeah, but I also there's someone out there that would just think it was the cutest thing that he was a fucking. But on the enterprise, but he might also be punching above his weight in a lot of ways because, like, look at the women that he's going after. Like, who the fuck is Chrissy? She's attractive. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, okay, first of all, let's just let's just look. We know need to be a good. We know. He's yeah, not her type because she winds up with Tommy Callahan. What I'm saying is that, like, <laughs> like he's probably not going after women that would go for him normally. So what I'm saying is, is like, have you seen all these fat fucks who are married to models? They're rich fat fucks. He's like the fucking, there's, okay, there's no money in the future, so you don't have to be rich. Exactly. So, it, but he's so like that's going to suck for ugly people. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. You see what they O'Brien oh, made out okay. Actually, no, we got Keiko. Ugh. Ugh, yikes. But um, you've seen how easy it is for them to do, like, facial reconstruction surgery to make Riker look like a Romulan or whatever. That's true. I'm There's sure no that... reason to be ugly in the Exactly. Future. You just replicate a whole new face. You just choose to be. But the point is, is that Jordy's like the chief medical engineer. <laughs> whatever chief, the fuck he is. Chief engineer. I know, I'm just kidding. Oh. CMO, I don't know. I just wanted to say that. The point is, he's like the chief engineer on, like, the flagship motherfucking ship in the whole fleet. Flagship. Sheep? Ship? That doesn't make ship. any, sip. Ship, ship. Like make any sense. The point is, the Enterprise is like a hot shit ship, and he's the ship. mechanic on the hot shit ship, yeah, and but think, he, but he, people should be throwing pussy at him. But, That's all but, I'm but saying. Okay, here's the thing, right? He might be doing that. He was no look Argyle. At the people, yeah, I say, look at the people that were in that job before him. Argyle? Not Argyle. Guys, Argyle raped in tail like crazy. Argyle McDougal? was so oh, awesome. Boy. Argyle was so great that people who hadn't even seen him on TV yet knew he was the best. That's true. If that does not speak to how awesome Argyle was, I don't know what the fuck you're saying. Right in campaign. Save Argyle. Oh, God. That's our guy, Argyle. (laughs) Uh, The point is, Jordy should find some 
fucking weirdo on the ship. There's gotta be someone who's into that weird shit. And there's like a thousand people on the ship. There's gotta be someone. In DS9, Rom gets a catch of of a woman, and he's Rom. I don't know who Rom is. You'll, you'll see him soon. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. But like, well, there's there's the... some weird fucking Me Too shit involved with the Dabo girls too, though. So we should. Oh dear. Yeah, that's not gonna. Anyway, what's it called when they jerk off their ears? Umlocks. 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 So night terrors. Night terrors. Night terrors. Ah. Uh, so yeah, apparently, and this is a this was a needlessly complicated episode. Uh, that apparently there was nine minutes of extra footage that had to be cut because it just went along so slowly. So there was somehow even more stuff to this script. If only we had a way to cause a huge explosion. Like a starship we don't need anyway, loaded with matter and antimatter. Oh, I didn't even think of that. That's brilliant. That was my first thought. Yeah. To blow up the Bretagne. Well, my thought But it's was full that of corpses, mate. No, they took the corpses no, there was, off. Yeah, there, and, there were, and they only had, like, a, what, a crew of 30 or something? Yeah, it was an oddly small Miranda class. But I guess... I guess yeah, I mean, we dressed the Reliant for yeah, it. Yeah, I guess, I guess Khan was able to take yeah. over that Reliant yeah. with fewer than 30. Oh, also, that bridge? What the fuck was that bridge? It, it looked like a redress of, like, the Romulan. Right, yeah. Ship or something. It was mint green and sky blue in a few spots. There was a giant pylon, which they never showed it from quite the right angle for you to realize it, but would have been directly in the line of sight of whoever was at the back station they all beamed in behind. It may have been a redress of the... Reliant. No, no, the bridge. Oh. May have been a redress of the Klingon Bird of Prey set from Star Trek Six. Maybe. I feel like I would have read this. I don't think I, don't I read this. Because I, I, I guess it was, uh, what's his name? Uh, also, Star Trek Six hasn't had Not yet, Six. Not Six. The one from Three? The one from Three. Mm. But I guess if they still had that set, they would have used it in other movies. Maybe. They never did. Yeah, no. They but anyway, because that I remember had the same basic shape with like... Yeah, the big. True. There was like a big weird dome in the ceiling. Yeah. Inverted yeah. dome. Yeah, no, there was like a random pylon that would have blocked the view screen for a bunch Listen, of people. Listen, they were all going crazy from lack of sleep. They just put pylons anyway. No, they were going crazy from their shitty bridge design. <laughs> so also, the Reliant had basically the same bridge as the Enterprise. Yeah, which well, it sense. was the same bridge. Well, <laughs> they just redressed it. This was like a redress of something else, like you said, and it's just hideous. Hideous, hideous, hideous. But they have like the battle bridge set. Why don't they just I, use that? That's what an is? excellent fucking question. It was um, terrible. Point is... Yeah, I had assumed that the reason that they didn't send the the Bretagne <laughs> was because its power reserves had been fully drained. Yeah, but it probably still had some matter and antimatter yeah, kicking around. Yeah, you I, don't need a lot of that to make a huge explosion. It's true. I had or the same thought, but like, yeah. Just take a gram each from the Enterprise and just like... Hmm. When you need a big fuck it together explosion and you've just got a spare... Starship sitting around, that's your solution. Yeah, I thought for sure, as soon as I like, we need a big explosion, yeah. I thought for sure that was going to be what happened. Overload the Bretagne. And like, this this is, did did, did Ryan John, Johnson, was that his name? What? The, the, the... Star Trek, Star, Star Trek Episode 8, eight guy? Yeah. Is that his name, Ryan Johnson? Yes, yes. Did he direct this? Because he subverted my expectations all over the place. <laughs> because, oh, I mean Star Wars. Yeah. You may have, you may have said Star Trek and I got confused. I also think you said. But you know Star who Trek. Ryan Johnson is? No, Rihanna. Rihanna. He's the guy that the guy that subverts up expectations. He did Last Jedi. Subversion. Why did you call him Rihanna? 
His name that's is what Ryan, I but it's spelled R I A N. When we did when we did the the ten four, I kept calling him Rihanna as a joke. Because oh, his name is kind of because Jake yeah. thinks he's hilarious. It's, I am. No, 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 no. <laughs> Jake knows he. Is. <laughs> yeah, no. So Ryan Johnson directed this, I think, because why do you think that? Because I think they just reused all I- all old ideas like they well, did in Galaxy's Child. Because too. for one. They subverted the expectation that they were just going to set the retain to self-destruct and send that in. Then they subverted the expectation that it was like a malignant, a malevolent force mm. and turned it into actually good, weird aliens that we never see. In uh, a stupid ship. In their I never got the impression there was a malevolent force. gummy bear force. ship. You didn't? No. Because it was like, oh, the night Yeah, like, this is, the very, this is as close as I think we've gotten That's just what's to in Troy's a, mind. To a... All the Halloween time. episode. I don't know when this yeah. aired. Probably. I bet Ames does. March 31st, 1991. So, it God damn it, Star Trek. But it should have aired on Halloween because this is basically a horror episode. Like the scene with Crusher and the bodies. Yep. That, that was, was scary. Creepy. That was actually an interesting scene. The it was voices. Generally dumb, but that guy thinking that there was people still on the ship. Picard mm. in the turbo lift freaking out. Oh, yeah, yeah where, they, where he was afraid of all the different camera techniques they used. <laughs> oh, God! Zoom in! Ha! So, and then, of course, that amazing dream sequence. Where are you? Where no, see, see, Marina Sirtis is apparently terrified of heights, so having to string her up and fly her around, that was pure terror for the whole time she was doing that. They actually, like, lifted her high off the ground? I don't know that? how high. I mean, you could probably just hover her, like, an inch Seriously, they could have put her on a blue table and just chroma keyed out the table. She would have been fine, the dumb bastards. It was also a really shitty effect. That too. Yeah, yeah, it looked really. Whenever she was flying away and just watching her butt go by, it's like, oh, there goes the her thing. butt. It was done so poorly. I, I feel horrible they did that to her because I was not under the impression they'd strung her up. I literally thought they had her lean on something. Yeah, she And they just edited it. out whatever. Jesus Christ, Star Trek. First, you make the woman wear those horrible outfits for however many years, and then you string her up for an effect that's not worth it. Well done, you dingbats. Hey, but at least they never did to her what they did to Bev's hair and. First contact. Mm. <laughs> the blonde. God, it was awful. Yeah, they gave her like a, like a mom cut. He's oh, been on that. It was like the, it was the shitty highlights that really. Well, it was 1997. That's just what hair was doing but at the 96. moment. It was 96. Either way. Either way. It was the late 90s. Which means it would have been filmed in 95. Can you make Gage McFadden look like Jennifer Aniston? They try. She's still pretty. Yeah. Who? Jennifer Aniston? I mean, sure, but Gates is pretty. Oh, come on. You only hate Jennifer Aniston because you worked in a library when Brad Pitt broke up with her. Oh, no, I've gotten over that. I, what she, was wrong with the she, library? She just doesn't do it for me. Uh, I just was so sick of the magazine covers about the breakup. Oh, I see. I was going to say, like, like, oh, no, I could have a chance with her, but I'm stuck in this library. No, no, I just, I, I, like, I was the one in charge of swapping <laughs> out the magazines when the new ones came oh, okay, in. okay, that makes and, sense. Like, every... I, I wouldn't put in my mind that libraries care about newspapers. They weren't. They were magazines. Same difference. They it, keep magazines. It, 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 it was a way to keep people interested because they were mostly trash <laughs> magazines, which is why Ugh. so many covers were Jennifer Aniston and her divorce. Fake news. But no, that aside, I just she just I, she never did it for me. Kind of generically she's a perfectly pretty, perfectly average actress. Yeah, generically pretty. No, she has kind of a weird face. Fair enough. There's something unusual really? about the shape of her face. Oh, I, I never think noticed. I think it's just the dumb haircuts. See, I don't see that. Well, she's very attractive. She is attractive. I just don't think she's like, she's not that carbon copy 
actress pretty. Really? I think she, I think she's no, not. Yeah, she's I think she's very carbon copy. I can't think of anyone that looks like her. Hmm. Brooke Shields. <laughs> That's quick. Anyway. I don't know uh, what Brooke Shields look like. Not the point. What were we talking about? Gates McFadden. Right, right. <laughs> And her, and, up, her, and her creepy horror scene with all the bodies. Yeah, yeah. Stringing up poor Marina Sirtis. Uh, we gotta stop using the term stringing up. That that means, like, to hang. That is true. So that's... I need to... We need to um, do less of that, please. Worf was gonna commit Klingon seppuku. Apparently just always has his so, hey, ritualistic so, wine at the ready, just in was, case. There was a random scene where they're having a meeting. Worf comes in and says, oh, yeah. oh, sorry I was late. And then they never explain what yeah. the hell that was I'm about. I'm guessing that's one of those scenes of one of, one of those cut. nine minutes that was cut was... what. Worf has been up to this whole time. Yeah, bro, like I assume he had to break up a fight or something. Or gesticulating it. Like I figured he had to break up one of the many brawls that was breaking out. He was dressing up like the Green Goblin and terrorizing people. <laughs> <laughs> and gesticulating. Um, it's funny because as much as happened in this episode, nothing happened and it did feel like a lot of stuff wasn't explained. Yeah, there was just I think there was just way too much stuff and then they tried to like, cut it down to fit and it just meant that all the all the things like like the, the riot in 10 Forward with the guy that Guinan had to subdue. Yeah, I, 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 there was a point in, where, in my no, notes. No, it was necessary. Write, no, actually, right in my notes, whatever happened to the plot in 10 Forward? Oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but guys, we got to see Guinan be like, not in my motherfucking bar. But it was so stupid. She brings out this comical looking alien weapon. The child's know. toy. Painted gold. Yeah, it looked really. <laughs> the gun looked bad. The effect of like the sparks. Oh, that was down so terrible. Was really bad. That looked like I've something. Seen lots of memes of that. Like I feel like that's something that you would see now. Like a thirteen-year-old doing my first YouTube video yeah. would like have those it's sparks. Definitely shades of shitty After Effects. Yeah, well, but like. What was weird was like when I, I had to actually go back and rewatch it because at first I thought she actually just fucking like <laughs> vaporized someone because I heard you know pew, psh, and I was like oh she's like you want to see setting number two and I was like holy shit rewinds ah oh, that's a letdown I, I did not find I think that whole subplot could have got cut and we wouldn't have lost yeah him. nothing and the be random lost the random scene with. O'Brien oh, kind Keiko. of angry at Keiko. Yeah, that like no reason. Keiko, you're cheating on me with Corbin, who you'll make any excuse to hang out with, like, even though we've never heard of him. Yeah, that's before. because she hates you, Miles. We, we know this. With between Worf, Picard, and Troy, we have all of the you know, the scenes of People having a mental breakdown that we need. We do yeah. not need O'Brien. We don't we do not need random yellow shirt number four. And we certainly do not need Keiko in any episode, no. honestly. But Although you know what it we was... did need we did need Riker being like, I have found myself being a little grumpy. We actually what we needed was Riker's di- unkempt, disheveled look. Mm. That he had throughout the episode, progressively worse. But that, that did look good. He looked disgusting by the end. <laughs> He didn't look I, that good to start with. Dur- during the That's end thing, nice. though. No, I'm just kidding. I don't Jonathan mean Franks it. Jonathan Franks is an attractive man. Well, he was. Yeah, he never did it for me. A beard, though. Good uh, beard. Well, a wife. <laughs> you see, I, one thing I did... I know what it was, but for some reason, you know, there was the dickhead yellow shirt who started the to-do in 10 Forward. But, like, behind him and to his left in the same, like, in that end scene, there's, like, this random blue shirt who either is wearing the world's worst wig or has combed his hair in a very unfortunate manner because it looks like he's wearing a terrible toupee. Oh, I missed this guy. Back and to the left? Yes. And I just really wanted to see him get sucker punched. He just had a punchable face. I want to know what writer 
on staff is responsible for the myriad, the powers being drained episodes. In, or we're all going crazy and are angry episodes. Well, that's, that well, there was another. What was, what was the other one that was recently where everyone was angry and had to punch people out, but not everyone was affected? Oh, uh, Sarek. That's yeah. right. Yeah, brain was yeah, giving yeah. off that heat waves. It was also like, a good episode. And, and second... naked time, naked now, naked now, where everyone's. Drunk That's the thing. Naked. Power random power drains go back to I TOS. Yeah, but like I don't know, having it be the plot, like oh yeah, it is such a crutch of a plot. It's so device. lazy. It's like well, we need like we can't really write the story because the ship could just fly away. Well. How, how do we make the ship stay? Well, let's come up with an interesting... Tholian web. Let's come up with an interesting new plot device. How about they're just caught in something that's draining their power? All right, that works too. Yep. Check. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it's 4.30 on a Friday. We'd like to leave early. That'll do. We'll rate this one on Monday. I yeah. have a white cat. White cat is happy. here being a little puppy cat. Oh, my good boy. But yeah, no, like like the minute power drain is involved, it's like, oh, there is a 95% chance this episode's going to be boring as fuck. And I'm just saying all power drain episodes are bad. Well, that's why I said 95, not 100. But Hashtag like, not all power drain episodes. Yeah. I mean, I think that Booby Trap was quite good. Yeah. Um, I thought it was right. too much techno battle. What's up, white cat? You got itchy ear? Yeah, he's got that ear. That word. He's on ear med right now. He's irritated. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to, like... It's amazing how much and how little happened all at once in this episode. I know. It, it, I wrote down, oh no, g-g-g-ghosts! <laughs> <laughs> and I also wrote, whoops, Troy's on drugs. You know what it made this episode a Troy's thousand times drugs. better? Is that, you know, Dan is like... Literally anything. Yes, Data, data, go- with a, data with a beard. Data goes like, you know, Captain, in my study of various fictional detectives, I have come across some that dealt with seemingly supernatural occasions that turned out not to be so. And then Data runs a Scooby-Doo program. <laughs> He's shaggy. I was hoping, I so I didn't hear the fake supernatural, so then I thought of, you know, or that. I just like the idea, Ames, because you looked a little nonplussed, of the idea of Data trying to play a stoner and just how badly that would go. Anyone trying to play a stoner goes badly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Shaggy did a pretty good job. Does that mean he'd make Riker be Freddy? Oh, absolutely. Riker would be a great Freddy, I think. Mm. I am glad that the source of the distress wasn't supernatural. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I would have liked it if... Like, it would have been interesting if certain if it, they had carried on a little bit more with people believing that it might be supernatural mm. like that could have been an interesting thing yeah yeah know. like I, little, I i just didn't know what to think the whole time that things were happening because it's like they're all going crazy and i don't yeah. and and there's too much going on to like focus on any one thing yeah like like we had Riker being like oh don't you feel like someone's someone's been watching you has my cards. Yeah, see, I didn't need and, that whole and, Riker plot. And Riker, yeah. Riker goes into, into his, uh, his his quarters to masturbate, and then he's like, oh, someone's watching, eh? This just helps. <laughs> it was I'm already a, it there. Was, it was Sting, wasn't it? Was like random snakes. Yep, for no reason. Random bed no, snakes. Like, there were random snakes. There's too many fucking things. Guys, I, there's nothing random about see, bed that's snakes, a, okay? That's, a little, that's getting us to be a little bit where no one has gone before, where it's yeah, all kinds mm. of just random shit happening. <laughs> It was just an assemblage of different episodes that came before. Yeah. What was also annoying was the uh, random footsteps Riker kept hearing in his quarters were like a foot on a plank of loose wood. It's like, this is a starship. Like, he's got to know that's fake because he knows his house isn't made of wood. Ah, but maybe he installed special 
stuff to create wood sounding foley to remind him of the good times back Actually, home. He, he would like have a special wood floor put down beneath his carpet just so he could be to you know talk to women and be like, you notice know, it feels different? There's wood underneath, it makes it more real. Speaking of wood. Is that what he says when they're getting ready to give him a hand job that, as well? Like yeah, there's wood under there. That's baby. not what I was going for, but I realized where I had to take it. So so if I did I misunderstand the episode or is the entire source of everybody's hallucinations just sleep deprivation. Yeah, and they're caused being, by the other aliens. Yeah, and they're being sleep oh, deprived yeah. because they're on a different frequency for the, so that so that Troy's dream will work. So like I can understand, yeah, if you've if you haven't slept for days, starting to freak out a little bit, but like yeah. I haven't reached REM sleep. They still sleep. Well, yeah, but I th- isn't it true that you really only like your own like the only restful sleep is REM sleep? I have no idea. I don't think it's the only restful sleep, but I think that you don't... It's the sleep that keeps you sane. Yeah, it's the important sleep. It, it is the important sleep. I don't think it's the only restful sleep, but it is, like, the most important. But also, can I tell you what bothered me? They keep calling it fucking REM. Who the fuck calls it REM sleep? You I call it that REM, REM sleep. Well, I just, I just well it was the, sleep. It was the early say, 90s. I the say, band yeah. was big. You know? Also, I was thinking, like, it's REM sleep. It's the end of the world, mm-hmm. and we, we know it. it. Yeah. And I slept well. <laughs> Says Data. <laughs> and, 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 and I know it. Yeah, I fucked up the words. Okay, so actually, this does yeah. bring me to something else, right? It's like, I fucked it up. Mr. Data. Fucking idiot. Where's <laughs> You're the only one not affected. Guinan didn't seem terribly effective. Were affected. there any Vulcans on board? Well, I'm sure like, if there are Vulcans, I've they're never, fine. I've they're never seen always her shoot fine. a gun telling me the only... Well, she never had it. Well, yeah, no. The other time the riot well, broke out in 10 she wasn't there. That's there. That's always been under there. Yeah, yeah. But um, you're telling me... Beta Zeds are the only species on the ship that have a different REM frequency than humans. No, well, we already determined that there's only 13 other species on the ship. That's what I mean. Though. Like, Vulcans just have superpowers as needed. Like yep. you said, there are Vulcans yep. I'm on sure, board. I'm sure Solar's fine. What a better episode would have been is like most of the crew is like completely out of it. So it's like Data, the barber, <laughs> Guinan, some rando Vulcan, and like. The one Tellerite on board and Livingston. Good old Livingston. That would have been a great hallucination, by the way. Like, Picard just kind of looks around and it's Livingston. He's like, floating, Livingston. Floating by. Close. In a oh, hat. How are you out of your tank? And he's just got these really long, like, wobbly cartoon legs. And he's like, <laughs> he's remember like, me, Eddie? <laughs> Hello, Captain. <laughs> and yes, he does have a hat, which he tips with his fin. And then they sit down to tea together. Um... <laughs> Well, it's not my kink, but it's okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I find it... <laughs> I kind of like... Cat. I kind of... Again, I I'm like some of the ideas the of computer. this episode. I like the idea that there's uh, something that's preventing the crew from sleeping. Yeah, and yeah, the idea of going crazy from sleep is fun. Yeah. but well, And again, also I think probably the pretty damn realistic. I think the fact that Troy was the only one that could break through, and the unnecessary... Other Betazoid. Yeah. Like, I don't see how he, he didn't was serve a purpose. remotely necessary in this episode. Yeah, can't you just read minds? Why did he have to be a Betazoid? Yeah, like, he never wakes up. Because everyone else died. We never meet him. Nope. Oh. Like, no. Everyone else died because they didn't have, because they all went they crazy. Were he didn't Betazoid. go crazy. Like, there was so much wasted screen time of her trying to talk to him. Although but hey, you gotta of... give him credit for holding that fucking same face the yeah. whole time. Yeah. A poor actor. It, what a weird role to play. It, it could be that there had been more resolution for his character somewhere in that nine cut yeah. minutes but still I, could, I, I should look into what, what exactly was cut for yeah. all I know it was gold if you're gonna cut his I'm sure time it 
just cut it all and just have it just have it be that Troy is the only one that's getting any sleep, but she's having these crazy nightmares. And how would she? How would she put it together? Because the only reason she figured well, it out she is because go, he was having the same dream. She would start, or just cut the whole thing and just have the intro and outro. Yep, perfect bam, solution. Bam, 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 bam. I don't know. I think you could have it so that Troy, who is hanging out with Crusher, and Crusher's like. No one seems to be sleeping, and and, and she and, and or like no one's dreaming because that's what she yeah. kept saying. She's like, no one's dreaming, and then and then Troy would be like, well, I've been dreaming, I, and and Crush would be like, oh, well, that's really interesting, and then Troy's like, well, it's all nightmares, and it's all the same nightmares, and it's a strange voice saying this particular phrase over and over again, and then well, I'm floating and, and terrified, then, and then they the go floating to the captain, scary. and they're like, hey, we have a theory for what's going on. Everybody else. Nobody on board can dream except for Troy, and she's having this one nightmare. We think that's connected. Yeah. You know who else is having one nightmare? Only one, over and over again? Wesley. Leah Brahms. Mm. Oh. So, the real reason they didn't have hydrogen, the most abundant thing in the universe, as you said, is because that's the one that's just two dots in a circle. That, you know, they could easily... They could describe easily, and that they figured the audience might mostly recognize. So I, mm. I didn't understand how Falcon's maze works. Is it just like there's, is it like a finger trap? What do we? No, it just drains energy. Yeah, but why was there was there is, is there always another ship on the other side? I no, guess. I don't think so. Falcon's maze. Whatever the fucking thing. The weird oh, the anomaly the they riff. were in. Falcon's rift. Whatever. How did you figure out Jake's code? Because <laughs> it was the only thing that made sense based on what I knew from the episode. Falcon's maze yeah. is something. Oh, it's from uh, War Games. Ah, it's the game, War Games. It's the game that Whopper. Oh, the uh, Ferris Bueller movie. Matthew Roderick <laughs> <laughs> and Molly Ringwald, right? Was it Molly Ringwald? Or no, Ali Sheedy. It was Sorry, Ali Sheedy. Yeah. So you're talking about the rift. Oh, yeah. I just think, I don't know. It's just... Yeah, I don't think there's always another ship on okay. the other side. Yeah, so I just, think they just, figured out... It's that just, just another like... random space anomaly, like the other one when yep. they met Dumb Picard. Yep. <laughs> you know, where the ship's getting sucked into a thing, and the only way to escape it is to fly through the center of it. Look, guys. It was the early 90s. Recycling was all the rage. Hmm. Not everybody had uh, VCRs yet, and there was definitely no TiVo and no on-demand, so nobody had the, you know, the the technology to remember every single episode like this. The nerds did. That's they what the nerds, the nerds always knew. They were transcribing as they watched. <laughs> I wonder if they did have vast networks set up across the country, people devoted to, like, every second word that Riker says. <laughs> And they would all hook it up together and make they these would scripts. Take Polaroids of the screen so they they could know like oh oh in this scene you can see there's a pillar where that other thing in the ship was. <laughs> so, um, oh another thing, can we make? Can I make a nerd observation? Please. Please. Well, let's see here. So the Enterprise <laughs> uses hydrogen. Yeah. They, they eject hydrogen out of the Bussard collectors. Yep. It's pink. It's pink hydrogen. Pink hydrogen. Well... The rarest kind of hydrogen. So, I'm not sure if this has really been discussed yet. I think it must have. Maybe not. I don't know. But I believe in the future it is made very clear that the matter... The titular antimatter matter... I guess that's not titular. Anyway. The storied matter-antimatter <laughs> reaction is a reaction of deuterium and anti-deuterium. Okay. Deuterium being... Hydrogen, 
So is the hydrogen that they send out of the Bussard collectors just deuterium? Probably. Why don't they say deuterium? Maybe it's unobtainium. Because the audience wouldn't know what that is. But they talk about deuterium all the time. Well, yeah, but they wouldn't. I didn't know deuterium and hydrogen were the same thing. They're not the uh, so deuterium. I think it's oh, sorry, isotope like, touched of your hydrogen. Fingers. It's like heavy mm-hmm. hydrogen. Pet the cat. It's not got like me. an extra. I think it has an extra proton or something like that. Maybe the implication is like they store hydrogen to convert into deuterium, and this is just some hydrogen they hadn't converted into deuterium. Well, that's yet. the thing. I always thought that the Bussard collectors were collecting. Like, you know, where the whole point, they were like scoops. Yeah. That they were scooping random hydrogen floating in space. Yeah, but like in theory, they have to turn it into deuterium because some of it will just be straight up hydrogen. That's true. It's like a filter feeder. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, plankton, like I said. Face, oh, but, and, okay, anyway, the whole the whole thing was kind of stupid. Yeah, they a lot of the They should have sent the, the other ship, and we did it. Could have just blown up the Britain. Yeah, but then we wouldn't have the other aliens to deal with. No, I know. All right. Well, is that all we have to say about these things? I think so. Probably. Sweet. Well, anyway, so that was a, that was great episodes, guys. Not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this suit is not black. <laughs> uh, next week on Borat. Uh, next week on Asar to Shear Hereby. Um, we get uh, a ship sheep shearing podcast we get politicians to say really racist things with very little provocation mm. um they just do it on their own yes yeah, it's like you just record it you don't even have to trick it's like hi i'm and then just 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 so many racial slurs it's like wow well but you heard about sasha baron i did, yes. okay i just wanted to make sure that oh, you're I like, oh ow, hi black cat what did he do he stepped on my foot that's all he oh, clawed my he's toe so heavy too no no it's because he, he like cooked a claw into oh, my no, he didn't mean to. He meant it. Anyway, what no, is all the right. Sasha Baron Cohen news? Right. I don't know. He made he some did. new show yeah, where he like got a bunch show. of politicians to like say the N-word. <laughs> no, that's his next show. Sasha Baron Cohen makes politicians say the N-word. Anyway, Jake, what's up next week? Next week on our show, we'll be talking about two episodes of the Star Trek The Next Generation show. First, it's a crisis of identity in... Identity, Identity crisis. crisis. Oh, clever uh, girl. Followed by a return of Starfleet's second creepiest engineer <laughs> in the nth degree. Argyle? No, uh, Barkley. Oh, in that case, Caitlin has to definitely go back and make sure she watch watches how. Yeah, because it's not going to make a lot of sense. Well, we're done early. I might have to go watch it tonight. You should. I said that last time. We want to watch it right now. No. Apparently not. So the entry and identity crisis, crisis, identity, identity, crisis. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Teeny pods. Uh, so that's coming up next time. Until then, you can find our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and start Google, start Google, and other podcast places. You can subscribe to our Facebook page. By going to Facebook and finding our page and clicking subscribe or like or whatever the button says. Just click it. Give us money. Click it or tick it. Just give me money. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter and Tumblr. Tum- tu- tubler. <laughs> Tumblr. Tubular. Tubular. Tumblr, I hardly know Twitter it. and Tumblr, uh, where our name is SSHB Podcast. And I... Think possibly by now there's a new article up there about the uh, 
uh, some of the the fanfics. Oh, those we are gonna, did. those are going to be have been up for a while now. Yeah. Jake. So the fanfics. If you are, if you missed it, definitely go take a look. Well, yeah, yeah. we didn't. Talk, I don't think we mentioned it in our previous week's episodes. For no some one, reason. no one will know that we're what order we we record yeah, we, things we in. Didn't, uh, we're so clever. We didn't really didn't mention it before, so we're mentioning it now. So if you haven't been to our Tumblr, Wait, have we been recording? Shoot. <laughs> for a hundred episodes now. Um, what? So next week on episode. 101, we'll do those two episodes, which, by the way, is five in binary. There we go. Um, ah. We'll be doing these two episodes. So Hi. There you go. That's it. My name has been Jake. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. And this is always Caitlin. I am not a warrior. I am afraid. They've changed colors. Woo! Give the death scream to the crew. Why doesn't what what would is I wonder if Worf says that when he's driving, he comes up to like a red light. He's like, it changed, it's changed colors. Just go, Worf! Just drive. <laughs> <laughs>